That is the sound you never want to hear. It is the sound of the warning siren going off at a nuclear power plant. When you hear that sound, it means you are in the nuclear hot seat. Welcome to Nuclear Hot Seat, the weekly podcast keeping you up to date on all things anti-nuclear, with an emphasis on empowering you, me, and we, the people, to an activist response. My name is Libby Halevi, and I produce and host this podcast because I was one mile from the nuclear accident at Three Mile Island when it happened. I know that with 104 nuclear reactors in the United States and other radioactive sites all over the country and around the world, whether you hear those sirens or not, we are all in the nuclear hot seat. Today is Tuesday, December 27, 2011, day 291 since the Fukushima tragedy began on March 11, 2011. And here is the latest nuclear news. As a result of scheduled maintenance, safety concerns, and popular protests, as of today, only six of the 54 nuclear reactors in Japan are currently operational and producing power. Uh, the number was raised from, uh, it was lowered from eight nuclear reactors online to six last week when Kyushu Electric Power Company said on Monday that it had shut down the number four reactor at its Genkai nuclear power plant in Saga Prefecture for routine inspection. Due to energy conservation efforts, however, Despite the fact that Japan is without 48 of its 54 nuclear reactors, there have nevertheless been no blackouts in the country. That begs the question, what was the need for nuclear power if, through a combination of energy conservation and a switch to clean renewable energy, nuclear power in Japan, which previously had been supplied over 30%, nuclear power in Japan, which had previously supplied over 30% of electrical demands, could easily be made redundant. It's a question that deserves to be asked and was asked by a report from Japan entitled Radiation and Life Cannot Go Together. It's available on, available on Terraspheres, T-E-R-R-A-S-P-H-E-R-E-S.com, under the blogs. Continuing with Japan, there's been a rare outbreak of sanity among the politicians of that country. Goshi Hosonoro, who's Minister of State for the Nuclear Power Policy and Administration, known colloquially as the Nuclear Accident Minister, was interviewed on December 19, and through a translator, uh, he said the following, quote, In regard to where the nuclear fuel might be, there are three possibilities. Possibility one, in pressure vessel. Possibility two, in containment vessel. The third possibility is it, the nuclear fuel, might have worked its way out through the containment vessel and be underneath it. In regard to that third possibility, that some fuel may have worked its way out of the containment vessel and gone underneath it, I think there's a very strong possibility. We think there is a strong possibility that some fuel is in that location as well. Uh, a further translation from that bureaucratic language is that it is entirely possible, according to the nuclear accident minister, that the uh, that the fuel is in China syndrome, meaning a melt through and on its way to the water table. Back to the quote. Certainly, if you are exposed to radioactive materials, it is true that even though it might be a small percentage, the increased risk that you will encounter of contracting cancer is something you cannot avoid. In other words, you will have this increased possibility that you might contract cancer. 
Again, that was a rare outbreak of sanity on the part of a Japanese politician. Uh, the rest of them are showing that it is entirely possible that radiation destroys the IQ of politicians. In Sendai City in Miyagi Prefecture, uh, there is now a call to borrow pandas from China to cheer children in the city. The vice mayor of Sendai visited Prime Minister Noda on December 22nd with two TV celebrities in tow to impress him to ask for a loan of pandas when he visits China on Christmas Day. This has taken place already. And to that request for pandas to cheer the children of uh, Sendai City, Prime Minister Noda said yes. Now, money for panda housing and protection is estimated to be 1 billion yen over the next five years. The money will come from donations collected from citizens for the people in disaster-affected areas. It will not go into direct relief for them. It will go into panda housing. One billion yen would buy many, many dosimeters or stoves even for people who are in temporary housing that lack insulation during this very cold winter. But building a brand-new state-of-the-art panda house in the city zoo will bring more business to building contractors favored by the city. No word yet on whether China is going to release its pandas to go to uh, Sendai City. Meanwhile, uh, as Prime Minister Noda is on that mission of mercy, the Minister of Economy, Yukio Idano, wants to give gift certificates to all people in Fukushima as compensation for the nuclear accident. The gift certificates are to be used only within Fukushima Prefecture in order to promote economic recovery of Fukushima. So, in other words, these gift certificates would be used to buy irradiated produce, uh, radiation protection masks, or dosimeters. And, of course, they would not be used outside of Fukushima Prefecture because by the time any of them would even migrate outside of Fukushima Prefecture, they would probably all be radioactive. Now, Moving to the United States, we have some stories that did not start out being related to each other, but ultimately are, as you will see. The first is that the Nuclear Regulatory Commission has cited five safety violations that occurred during this year's maintenance shutdown of the Columbia Generating Station near Richland, Washington. That's very close to the Hanford, Washington site. Federal safety inspectors classified in the November 2nd report that three of the events were, quote-unquote, more than minor, quote, and called them, quote, violations. The safety violations occurred during the power plant's refueling outage, which took it offline from April to September. Now, note that the NRC only has four levels of notification if something has gone wrong at a nuclear generating station. Um, they no longer seem to be using the term notification of unusual event, which marked the first level or what this would refer to as the minor level of alert. One level up from that used to be, um, used to be a, um, uh, safety, the safety violation that they're referring to here used to be called, uh, an event, a safety event. Uh, so they're changing the language. Of course, the fourth level of NRC notification basically translates into kiss your posterior goodbye. Now, the Columbia Generating Station is owned and operated by Energy Northwest, which is a consortium of Pacific Northwest uh, power utilities. And while the NRC inspectors said that each single event did not pose quote-unquote significant risk, the number and type of events taken together could represent a larger concern, huh, you think? And note again that they used uh, the favorite word of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, which is significant, 
always posing that they're posting that there is no significant risk. Um, but I think we should pay attention to the insignificant risks because there's no such thing as an insignificant risk of an accident at a nuclear power plant. Now, moving on to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the uh, St. Francis nuclear plant, um, which is run by Entergy, has reported a radioactive leak. It was an elevated level of tritium that was found on Wednesday, December 21st in a groundwater monitoring well uh, at the Entergy Riverbend Station in St. Francisville. Now, Entergy says that the leak is not considered a public health threat. Of course, they're putting this through their own filters. They didn't bother to ask any of us on the outside. Plant spokeswoman Katie uh, Demotowski says Entergy is still investigating the source and cause of the leak and says that the station will check the contaminated well and those around it every month. You know, with the leak already in place, don't you think it would be wise to check it more frequently than once a month? Meanwhile, the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, says the commission has inspectors at the plant to monitor the situation. So, in other words, to monitoring the non-monitoring of the situation. I think they're all sitting around drinking coffee and laughing up their sleeves at the rest of us. Now, here's another part. According to the Vermont Department of Health, a water sample taken from the Connecticut River just offshore from Vermont Yankee Nuclear Power Plant in Vernon tested positive for radioactive tritium. The sample was taken about six feet from the shore on November 3rd, and it had a level of 1,120 picopuries per liter. Not supposed to be happening. Finally, in this little piece of the story, the NRC announced plans to build four new nuclear reactors in Florida have been approved. On Thursday, December 23rd, and the NRC approved the new reactor design, uh, Progress Energy Florida and Florida Power and Light, along with utilities in other southeastern states, have proposed using a Westinghouse reactor's design known as the AP-1000, a design which Arnie Gunderson of Fairwinds has already, has already said it has not been proven and has a dangerous fragility that could, under the right circumstances, shatter the containment vessel like glass. Nevertheless, the NRC certified the use of this design for 15 years. Progress Energy has proposed building two reactors in Levy County, while Florida Power and Light has proposed building two in Miami-Dade. Finally, just to put a nail in this particular coffin, I have a quote from Dr. John Goffman, who is a noted researcher into the effects of radiation on the human body. And he said this, quote, Licensing a nuclear power plant is, in my view, licensing random premeditated murder. First of all, when you license a plant, you know what you're doing, so it's premeditated. You can't say, I didn't know. Second, the evidence on radiation-producing cancer is beyond doubt. I've worked 15 years on it. This quote was taken in 1982. I've worked 15 years on it, and so have many others. It is not a question anymore. Radiation produces cancer, and the evidence is good all the way down to the lowest doses. So, according to Dr. John Goffman, who is passed away many years ago, but his words live on. The NRC is licensing random premeditated murder. And it's coming to an area near any of us very soon. Here's good news for us, but bad news for nuclear advocates. And that is, this is out of Germany, that nuclear power turns out to be even more expensive than we thought. 
According to a study by Arthur D. Little, the four German nuclear utilities face costs of at least $25 billion for decommissioning their reactors. Now, after Fukushima happened, Germany decided to say goodbye to nuclear by switching off eight reactors immediately, while the remaining nine are scheduled for gradual phase-out by 2022. That's only 10 years away. As it turns out from this study by Arthur D. Little, it costs at least $1.4 billion to dismantle one reactor unit. The utilities are required by law to build up a cash pile to finance the decommissioning. By factoring in the true costs of nuclear power, we are getting closer to a level playing field among different energy sources. This is Environmental Economics 101. The market sends only true price signals if external costs, such as pollution, are being internalized. If we had a perfect market and all external costs of fossil fuels, including climate change and air pollution, and nuclear power, which include decommission, contamination, full insurance against an insurance, and final waste deposit, if all these factors were truly factored in, renewable energy would today already be cost competitive, if not a no-brainer slam dunk. So there's no interview today. It's the end of the year, and we're just going a little bit short in terms of the report today to give everybody a break from um, from toiling at the anti-nuclear uh, mills that we've got going. Uh, but I still want to give you a little bit of holistic information, and that has to do with baking soda, good old Arm & Hammer or whatever brand you happen to buy. Did you know that baking soda is so powerful in curing radiation contamination that at the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico, researcher Don York has been using baking soda to clean soil contaminated with uranium. Sodium bicarbonate binds with uranium, separating it from the dirt. And so far, York has removed as much as 92% of the uranium from contaminated soil samples. It also is fact that the United States Army recommends the use of baking soda to protect the kidneys from radiation damage. In other words, soldiers on the front who are being exposed to depleted uranium that has been used in dirty bombs in the, mid, in the Middle East are recommended to use baking soda and drink it daily to protect their kidneys from radiation damage. Now, the way to use this to pull radiation poison out of your body is to try bathing in half a cup of sea salt and half a cup of baking soda. Soak for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Do this every day for three weeks or every other day for six weeks. So that is one way to protect yourself. On the activist front, three things. You know, of course, that we have, or maybe you don't know, but uh, there is an initiative gathering signatures to be placed on the ballot in California that will effectively shut down the nuclear power plants at San Onofre and Diablo Canyon. Uh, it uses the issue of the lack of safe long-term storage for the waste as the way to get in the back door and demand that, that the reactors be turned off until safe waste storage can be created. And, of course, because there is no such thing, it will, in effect, shut down the nuclear reactors. These petitions need to be signed in person. They cannot be signed online. They must be signed by California voters, registered California voters. And we need everyone to not only sign these petitions, but to print out copies of them, carry around, and get them signed by other people you know who are registered California voters. The full information can be found at www.cal.gov 
sanonofresafety.org. That's San, S-A-N, Onofre, O-N-O, F like Frank, R-E, safety.com. And when you go there, click on the button that says California Initiative. You'll get all the information, all the arguments, and copies of the petition there. Please, let's get started. We need over half a million valid signatures by April 16th in order to qualify for the November 2012 um, uh, ballot. And this is a real... David and Goliath battle, but I just want to remind everyone, David won. Two other areas of uh, activism you might want to take, and this is about year-end donations. First is from a man named Chris Nolan, who is director of a documentary entitled Surviving Japan. He made this documentary. He shot it as a volunteer in the disaster while he was living in Japan. He did not come from the outside. He was caught up in the midst of it. The documentary shows the humanitarian and aid crisis that faced the people in the wake of both natural and nuclear disaster. It features true stories from those affected by the disaster, the government, and even TEPCO. And it highlights the struggle in dealing with the tsunami cleanup, lack of government response to the disaster, the problems of radiation, plus the future of nuclear power after the accident, and the possibility of a cover-up at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Now, Chris, who's the director and who has shot this, is currently seeking funds to complete this film for a March release. In other words, in time for the first anniversary of Fukushima having happened. Uh, he would appreciate assistance in any way, and if you would like to assist him, you can go to a site that he has on Kickstarter. Dot com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R dot com. And then put in the search function up there, Surviving Japan, with a dash between the words Surviving and Japan. It will bring you to his site and read what he has to say here. The other one is near and dear to my heart, and we'll be getting a donation from uh, Nuclear Hot Seat and me, and that is one that comes from Maggie Gunderson. Uh, founding director of Fairwinds Energy Education Corporation. And it's a letter she sent out to her entire mailing list, which is, with your help, Fairwinds Energy Education Corporation has created more than 50 videos telling the truth about the failure of four General Electric Mark I boiling water reactors that rattled the nerves of onlookers around the world. These were the reactors at Fukushima. Vivian Norris of the Huntington Post has identified Fairwinds, which can be found at www.fairwinds.com. That's F as in Frank, A-I-R-E-W-I-N-D-S.com. Uh, Huffington Post has identified Fairwinds as the best site for Fukushima analysis, observing that Arnie Gunderson, quote, analyzes the information in a calm and scientific way. Please consider Fairwinds in your year-end giving plans. You can go to fairwinds.com forward slash donation. It is a uh, tax-deductible donation because uh, Fairwinds Energy Education Corporation is 501c3. And continue supporting this invaluable resource in continuing to share and spread the truth of what is happening at Fukushima and at nuclear power plants around the world. So a final thought I want to leave you with today is just a brief poem that I wrote over 30 years ago that still seems pertinent. The atoms spoke to Einstein and told their secrets much too early, Albert. Much too early. 
This has been Nuclear Hot Seat for Tuesday, December 27th, 2011. You can find us and links to previous programs by going to the Nuclear Hot Seat Facebook group page. We will also be up and uh, active again on NuclearHotSeat.com after the first of the year. If you have a lead or a story or information to share, join with our growing army of on-the-ground reporters around the world by sending me a message on Facebook, on the Nuclear Hot Seat page, and I will get back to you. This is Libby of Halevi of Hardestry Communications, the heart of the art of communicating. Wishing you a happy, safe, and nuclear-free New Year. We've all had our nuclear wake-up call. Now please, do not go back to sleep. Be safe, be well. I'll speak with you next in 2012. Bye-bye.